Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce our host of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Okay, good morning and welcome to another episode of Business Talk. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine in Springfield. Uh, We have a great show for you today. We have with us Nancy Creed. She is the president of the Springfield Regional Chamber of Commerce, um, one who certainly has her pulse on what's happening in the business community. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. Uh, Nancy, what what do you hear out there? What are you getting a sense from your business owners uh, about the mood at the moment? Uh, we're seeing a surge with the pandemic. Obviously, um, we're not back to where we were last March, but there's there's certainly threats that we might have to go back there and, and, and maybe there might be a shutdown soon. There's more restrictions coming. What are you hearing from your small business owners out there? I think moving into this second surge, George, and thanks for having me, by the way. Um, welcome. We were cautiously optimistic. There is now a lot of um, anxiety and tension and nervousness as we see this second surge drive the numbers up even higher, I think, than when the pandemic started. Um, And so folks are incredibly nervous. While the vaccine announcements have um, helped somewhat, um, these are going to be the next couple of critical months for the business community. And I think everybody's on kind of pins and needles. Uh, They they certainly are on pins and needles. Are you hearing different things from different sectors, uh, different areas of the economy? I know you've got a very diverse membership um, and you probably hear from them a lot. Uh, what are they saying to you specifically in, in, in sectors like restaurants, hospitality? They are incredibly areas? nervous. I mean, you know, they were they were decimated um, from the beginning and they are nervous that they they may not be able to survive the next few months. Um, naturally, in the winter, folks typically hunker down in the Northeast to begin with. Um, and that's not going to be good for our hospitality and our restaurant community. The the restaurants that have been able to survive are pivoting back to to go. They no longer can do outdoor dining. They're wondering if that will be enough um, as people get even more nervous um, and don't want to travel, don't want to leave their homes. Um, so there, there's a lot of anxiety out there. I'm sure there is. Are you getting a sense from your general membership? I know you said back in March uh, that they could survive one surge. Uh, they probably are one shutdown and they probably couldn't survive two. <laughs> I think yeah. you were thinking back then it was maybe having to go back to a shutdown so quickly after the other one. We're now five, six months removed from the first one, but you're still getting that sense that a, a second shutdown would really be devastating for these business owners. I am, George. Um, I think the last poll that we did of our membership we are almost 60% of our respondents said that this was either going to have medium to high impact, which um, you could actually see the curve once the federal stimulus package came out. You saw some more business confidence rise um, and folks thought that maybe I can survive this. Now that we're seeing those numbers, they are absolutely um, are, are really worried that they will not be able to survive a second, especially when don't see a federal stimulus package on the horizon right now. Well, that was my next question. As far as more stimulus, are you getting any sense from anyone uh, as to whether something might be forthcoming soon, maybe next year, what shape it might take? Is there going to be something for small businesses included? I know it's early and I know 
there's a lot of discussion and the change in administration further complicates it. But um, what are you hearing? Um, I am hearing that they will move towards um, a package early in the um, probably in the January timeframe. But again, I think we are still so deadlocked that I personally am not convinced we'll see that. Um, I know Chairman Neal has spoken about a, a very large package, which includes infrastructure, um, funding for our hospitals, our municipalities. Um, but I'm not seeing the bipartisanship just yet. Um, I am still hopeful because we absolutely need another package and it absolutely needs to have money for our cities and towns. I think they are going to be critically hit um, in the next fiscal year if we don't support them. What is your sense from from Boston? What are you hearing from what might come out of Boston in terms of additional restrictions? You know, you're starting to see a number of you know, smaller businesses go back to where they were in March. Some of the banks are starting to close their lobbies again already. We're seeing those announcements. I think everybody's kind of, uh, like you said, pins and needles, you know, waiting for one of those press conferences that seem to come out of nowhere, um, further limiting what they can do and, and the hours that they can do it. Uh, do you have any smoke signals from Boston yet? I know you keep your ear to the ground. So what I can tell you, George, is when you look at the banking industry, um, they are pulling back and closing their lobbies really primarily because they don't have the staffing. So in, the, in that sector, um, for example, each branch is, has been, for the most part, their own pod. Um, and so they can't necessarily transfer employees from branch to branch if one employee population comes down with COVID. So it really is for a, from a um, human resource staffing capacity issue that they are back. Um, what I'm, I'm, what I'm hearing out of Boston, and actually, if you look at um, the public health data, everything that the governor and the administration has done to date has been very data driven, and right now, right now, excuse me, the data doesn't support another shutdown. So when you look at the numbers, I think it was last week's numbers, um, out of the 20,000 cases in the last four weeks, 17, more than 17,000 of them came from households. Hmm. So that's why I believe that's why the governor um, reduced Thank the gathering know. limits, et cetera. So the data doesn't necessarily support a shutdown, but I think um, the Thanksgiving holiday when you take a look at what may happen with the numbers in the next two weeks, I not um, I don't think they're taking that off the table at this point. Well, let's return to a subject we talked about uh, in the spring, and that is chambers and, and the role that the chambers are playing in all this. Um, you're doing your best to, to keep your members informed of what's going on. Uh, are you? You can't gather as a chamber. You can gather virtually, so it's got to be a little more frustrating. But um, so what are you what are you doing for your members at this point? Are they, what are they looking for from their chamber of commerce in the middle of this crisis? So I think for us right now, George, um, it really is providing resources and information and continuing um, to to communicate and make sure they have the most recent data. Um, we do. It was interesting, just about two weeks ago, um, in that one week, we had about nine businesses 
call and say, we need COVID support. Um, we had an employee that traveled and, you know, didn't necessarily follow the proper protocols. Um, and so we need to deal with having COVID in our workplace. Um, so we're absolutely helping them through that process and making sure that they are, are following all the sector protocols. Um, we've also pivoted, we've um, volunteered to do some technical assistance for the Growth Capital Corporation, their grant, the $50 million of grant that was out there. So we were helping businesses or not um, try and figure out how to navigate through that application process. Um, we're helping folks, even just employees, um, navigate the unemployment insurance program. We get a lot of phone calls from folks saying, you know, I haven't heard about my unemployment. Can you help? So we're making all of those connections for folks. And I think um, we will continue to do that for months, if not years to come. So this is Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, editor of Business West Magazine. I'm talking to Nancy Creed. She's the president of the Springfield Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we're talking about the pandemic and the impact on businesses, but we're also talking about uh, chambers and, and their role and, and chambers themselves. Chambers are small businesses. Uh, they have been hit as hard, if not harder, by this pandemic than any other small business in this area. What, what, what are the chambers up against? Uh, I know you guys talk regularly. What are you seeing? What are you sensing uh, from your colleagues out there? There's a lot of nervousness. Um, I know that, so we are, we are a 501c6, so we are not eligible for any of the federal programs. Um, we weren't eligible for the PPPs um, or most of the grants that are still out there. And so you're also seeing small business who are cutting back on their costs. So maybe they can't afford their membership investment. So chambers are nervous. Um, I've already seen primarily in the middle of the country, lots of mergers. Um, I do know of some chambers closing in Massachusetts. Um, I think the last the last figure we saw from our national group was 25% of chambers won't survive this. Um, I think we have, many chambers have done their best just like small business to survive to this point. Um, but even for chambers, um, I think the next few months are gonna be critical to see- How is the Springfield Regional Chamber holding up to all this? I'm sorry? How is your own chamber holding up to all this? Um, we're doing okay. We absolutely budgeted for a reduction in membership. Um, and thankfully, we are actually um, doing better than expected. But, you know, we, like everyone else, we've made some reductions and, you know, take, taken a look at the expenses that we have, um, gotten rid of a lot of discretionary items. Um, but we're, we're, knock on wood, <laughs> we're doing better than expected. Okay, that's good. So, you know, moving forward, uh, like you said, mergers, consolidations of chambers, is that something you expect to see continue, maybe happen in this area as well? Or? I'm not sure, George, if that will happen in this area. Um, our, our local chambers have such a, a local kind of community focus that I'm, I'm not sure um, that we'll see some of those, but I do know that there are a lot of um, chamber execs that are now part-time. 
So you may see that continue. Um, and you may see larger chambers get smaller in size um, and more focused. But, you know, really, I think time will tell. Now, in a normal year, you just would have had your Super 60 launch, uh, mm -hmm. and you would be planning for your Outlook launch next year. Uh, no Super 60 this year. We hope that'll be back next year. Can you can you do an Outlook launch, or is that something? So our, we now have made the decision um, that we are going to be virtual through the end of June. Um, the national events guidance that we are getting is that you should not um, have large gatherings until most, mostly until September. A um, couple of reasons for that. Want to make sure you give time for the vaccine to get through if and when we get it. Um, and the other thing is many companies are still um, working from home and are, are not prohibiting their employees to attend large gatherings. So we are actually looking at Outlook, um, working on it now, but it will be a virtual program. And how will that work? I don't know yet. That's an excellent question. Because, <laughs> you know, in the virtual space, you want to make sure you're keeping everyone engaged. Um, and so, you know, it, it, is a, it is a challenge. Well, good luck with that. Like everybody else, uh, we're adopting to a different world and, and, and doing things differently. Uh, let's talk about downtown Springfield. We both work down here. We're both in the same building. Uh, you're on the first floor. I'm on the sixth floor. It, um, we talked last time about the, the long range impact of the pandemic on downtown Springfield and, and what we might see moving forward. I, I know you you talked to a lot of business owners in this area. You, you walk in the towers like I do every day. There's just not many people around. Uh, what is there a picture that's emerging of what downtown Springfield might look like when this is over? I think it's still too early to tell George. Um, mm -hmm. I know, I think it was Mass Competitive Partnership um, did a survey and 60% of businesses are, are considering moving or allowing um, for their employees to work out of state and work remotely. 54% um, are looking at reducing their, their physical office footprint. That is gonna change the commercial real estate landscape drastically. But on the flip side, I have, am hearing from businesses that their employees want to go back to work, that they want the physical closeness of having office mates. Um, but I think Western Mass has a unique opportunity. You're seeing a lot of businesses move from large metropolitan cities. Um, and so I think we have an opportunity to attract those businesses that might wanna leave from Boston or Worcester or New York City. Um, and have a better quality of life, um, a less expensive cost of living, and less expensive real estate here in the western part of the state. Well, let's talk about that a little more. Uh, other people have have offered that same argument that this is our opportunity to to kind of seize the moment, if you will. Uh, Boston with those those crazy rents, you know, ninety hundred dollars a square foot. Although we're seeing those numbers coming down, other areas. But people have been saying about this, this about this area for a while like that, that this is an area that people can go to, lower cost of life, better quality of life. Uh, how do we take advantage of that opportunity? I think it's critical now to make sure that we are well connected um, on the national scene um, and that we are connected with economic development professionals all across the country so we can capitalize when we hear businesses that are looking to relocate 
I think it's also critical for us to have conversations with the administration and their economic development group so that when they are hearing that businesses may be closing or businesses are thinking of leaving, that they are pitching Western Massachusetts to them as we are. So we are partners in this because there, I think there really are absolute opportunities and why not keep those businesses in Massachusetts and those employees in Massachusetts. Are you one of those people who's beginning that work already or how does that work get started? Yeah, so we're starting to begin that. Um, and we are actually going to, by the end of the year, be developing um, and launching some economic development tools on our website, which will attract um, site selectors, commercial real estate professionals, and hopefully those businesses interested in moving to our region and making it easier for them to understand what we have to offer and what real estate is available to them. So we are starting to work on that. And we are hopeful that that, that will position Western Mass as, as really the place to keep your company. All right. Well, good luck with that. And, and good luck to you moving forward. Uh, it's a very challenging time for everyone. Uh, I said this back when we talked uh, in the late spring. Uh, I think you're doing a remarkable job of of keeping everybody informed, uh, giving those small businesses a place to go to. Uh, more than any other time that I can remember, uh, small businesses need chambers. Uh, whether they can afford them or not is the question at this point, but uh, hopefully that, that situation will change and, and the chambers can, can get through this and, and all the businesses in this region can get through it as well. So I appreciate that, George. Thank all you. Right. Thank you again. Nancy, as always, we'll have you back soon. Good luck with everything that, that you've got going on. And um, thank you for tuning in. This has been another episode of Business Talk, podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West magazine. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.